Hi, this is Sammy. Good morning, this is Rich. It's not morning. It's morning somewhere in the world. Welcome to The Missing Voice. Now, like other people, we've enjoyed listening to other podcasts. And we've always been compelled to try to start our own, but we can never really think of anything as fun or awesome or interesting as what other people have done. But it occurred to us that something that is important to us is finding people that are missing, that have been abducted. And so we are trying to come out and be a voice for them Mm -hmm. since they aren't here to be their own advocates. And um, this situation hit home last year. um, A good friend of mine, her sister-in-law, went missing. So we thought it was appropriate that our first episode was based on her case. So let's get started. We'll get started. <clears throat> All right. So Kaya Annette Taylor was born November 16th, 1991. Kaya is biracial. She's black and white. Kaya was raised by her mother, Kenethia Taylor, and grew up in the house with her older brother, Christopher Taylor, in Dade City, Florida. Kaya's father was absent most of her life. However, she does have four other siblings, all older, and some with children that were her age. She loved the water and thought she was a mermaid. She loved Mm -hmm. going to the beach, loved nature, and taking walks. I do love the beach, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's hard not to love the beach when you live in Florida. It's true. Her favorite was Withlacoochee River, and I can only pronounce that because we live in Florida. (laughs) Yes. She loved to read, going to concerts, animals, makeup, and going out with friends. She was a girly girl, and her family even called her Princess. She would sing and record poems on her YouTube channel as well. Before Kaya's disappearance, she was living with a friend in Lakeland, Florida. Her name was Tiffany Hall. Kaya and Tiffany had been friends for many years. Kaya was working at a telemarketing company during the time. She was last seen by her mother, Kenethia, brother, Christopher, and sister-in-law, Portia Taylor, on her brother's birthday, Monday, February 3rd, 2020, at her mother's house in Dade City, Florida. A few days had passed, and Kaya's mom hadn't heard from her. She called her on Thursday afternoon, and no answer. She figured she was busy and would call when she was free. She was busy and would call her when she was free. Saturday rolled around and she still hadn't heard from Kaya, so Kenethia reached out to Tiffany to see where Kaya was. Tiffany stated she hadn't heard from her since Thursday, February 6th, 2020. Tiffany stated Kaya called her that afternoon and was very upset, stating you wouldn't believe what Jason did if I told you. Tiffany stated she couldn't make out what was she what she was trying to say, so she said, just come over and we'll talk more. However, Kaya never made it back to Tiffany's house on Thursday, February 6th. Panic set in and Kenethia started calling everyone to see if they had talked to Kaya or had seen her as she was not answering her phone. Kenethia even reached out to Jason's mom, 
Lisa via Facebook Messenger as she did not have Jason's phone number. Now, Jason is Jason Robert Jr., and he is the supposed, quote-unquote, boyfriend <clears throat> of Kaya and was having was bad news, according to Kaya's family and friends. The relationship was toxic, caused division between Kaya and her family and friends as of the lifestyle choices she made once she got with him. Most of you know by now um, that have been following her, um, I had been to rehab three times over the years trying to get her life back on track. However, once Jason came into the picture three years prior, that all changed. Back in December 2019, Kaya took a drug charge for Jason as he was already on probation from a previous charge. The arresting officer stated her vehicle was pulled over during a traffic stop. Once the car came to a complete stop, Jason jumped out and ran. Sounds like a stand-up guy. Very much so. Yeah. Hey, you know, take this charge for me. Bye. <clears throat> yeah. Way to just leave her hanging. Which, uh, Kaya alone with drug paraphernalia in her vehicle was not a good situation. Never is. No. Kaya was arrested and booked. Kaya was released on bond that Jason and her friend Tiffany posted to get her out. During their relationship, Kaya had confided in family and friends that Jason was abusive both physically, mentally, and emotionally. However, this did not make her love him any less or not want to be with him. She felt he was broken and wanted to fix him. Kaya and Jason met at a recovery support group at the well-known mega church New Walk in Zephyr Hills, Florida. Very familiar with this church. I've actually been there before. Just down the road. <clears throat> and ever since this, I have not gone back and have no desire to go back. Kaya and Jason both attended New Walk and were baptized at this church. Jason was in training to be a youth minister. However, he was struggling with addiction as well. Something tells me he should not be in charge Pro of Yeah, probably youth. not the best time to try to no. guide youth. No, he should probably get that under control before imprinting yes. on young minds. Saturday, February 8th, 2020, Kenethia also called Kaya's childhood friend Allison to see if she had Jason's number. Allison and Kaya had been estranged for several months. However, she was willing to help Kenethia find Kaya. Allison reached out to Jason via Facebook Messenger to see when he the last time he had seen Kaya or heard from her. Jason stated he hadn't heard from her or seen her since Thursday. Family and friends began to drive all over trying to find Kaya. Now, I just would like to add in here, that did not include Jason, who was supposedly her boyfriend, but he was not included and did not participate in any searching for her. Sounds sus. Yeah. Sunday afternoon, Kenethia received a message from Lisa, Jason's mom, stating Kaya's car was abandoned around the corner from Jason's friend Kevin Ring's house. It appeared her phone was locked inside all along, along with the keys and other belongings. So it's all just left there. Yeah. Everything that you need daily to survive was Some, in her car. Everything that nobody would just leave. Yeah. 
that yeah, no one's going to leave their keys and their phone behind. Ganethia was distracted at this time and asked Tiffany and her mom, Mary, to go over to the location as they were closest. Tiffany called Kenethia to say it was, in fact, Kaya's car found abandoned on the side of the road. Tiffany and her mom, Mary, thought they were doing the right thing by calling AAA and having them open the door as the keys were sitting on the seat locked inside. During this time, Kenethia called Dade City Police Department as she was at her home in Dade City when she received all of this news. Kenethia called to report um, Kaya missing. Tiffany stated that the car had gas and nothing appeared to be wrong with it as it uh, started right up. And how long was it sitting there? Um, at this point, this is on Sunday afternoon, um, so it had been there since Thursday. With the keys right there on the seat? And yeah, nobody... and phone and just on the side of the road. Tiffany then drove the vehicle to Kenethia's home in Dade City. Meanwhile, the Dade City Police Department was at her home taking the missing uh, person's report just to state since she was last seen in Plant City, they would have to lead the investigation. Monday, February 10th, Allison and Kaya's aunt, Hope, who is Kenethia's sister, traveled to Plant City and filed a missing persons report. At that time, they were made aware since her vehicle was found in county limits, the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department would be leading the investigation into the missing person cases. So it just keeps getting handed. It's not us. It's, yeah. Go to them. They're, they're going to take care of it. Someone else's problem. All this time is passing, and with missing person cases, the first 24 hours is crucial. And they always say after 48 hours, the chances of finding them alive again, mm-hmm. you know, it's slim to none. But everyone's just dragging their feet on trying to do anything about it. Yeah. Monday, February 10th, it was discovered a report was actually filed on Thursday, February 6th, from Plant City PD that Kaya's vehicle was found abandoned on the train tracks at East Trapnell Road, a half a block from Jason's best friend's home. A half a block. On the train tracks. On the train tracks. That's the, that sounds like the best place for a vehicle yeah. to stop. Yeah. And to be left. The vehicle was found running with the door open and her cell phone on the ground. Like that alone, I don't even need to be, a, you know, a, a police officer to think that that is suspicious and to look into it. That 100% looks like an abduction. Yeah. Because nobody just l- drops their phone right outside and the vehicle. And leaves it running and then just disappears into thin air. Plant City PD state the vehicle was obstructing traffic, so they just moved it to the side of the road and locked it. The license plate was not run. Kaya's phone and purse, along with clothing, was found in the car, but just left on the seat. The police were negligent and did not treat this abandoned vehicle as a crime scene. That is clear as day. Yeah. To this day, we still have not been provided with the officer's name who moved the vehicle off the tracks and did nothing. It was not me. Mr. Not me? Yeah. Wasn't me? Yeah. 
like there's a reason and that they say they have no um, record of the the name either Monday, February 10th, several different departments within HCSO were on the scene conducting searches. It was then discovered that Kyle was last seen by Jason, Kevin Ring, and Glenn Ring, which is Kevin's dad, dropping Jason off. And I say dropping with quote air quotes because who knows if she actually did. Um, dropping Jason off at Kevin's home around 4 p.m. Kaya's car was found abandoned by police at 7 p.m. That's three hours, and she made it half a block. What happened in those three hours? Unfortunately, since three people have the same alibi and there is no technical crime scene, murder weapon, or body, nothing has been done. Jason has moved on with his life and never assisted in searching for Kaya, like I said earlier. Jason and his new girlfriend just welcomed a daughter into the world last week. Really? Yeah. HCSO also processed Kaya's car on February 10th and kept it for several weeks before releasing it to Kaya's mother. During the investigation, surveillance video showed Kaya and Jason were in a popular sex store in Tampa in the early hours of Thursday morning. Apparently, Kaya dropped Jason off to work around 9 a.m. in Lakeland at the O'Reilly's plant where he worked for a few hours. During this time, Kaya hung out in her car and went to the local McDonald's down the road. This is where the last pictures of her were taken out on her phone. Kaya returned and picked up Jason from work. They hung out for a few hours before returning to Kevin's house. The family conducted a search in the area Kaya's car was found and around Kevin's home on Saturday, February 15th. The public also showed up to assist, as well as several news stations once contacted. Kaya's shoes were found several days later, almost two weeks exactly, that she had been missing. And HCSO still has those shoes. How do her shoes show up in the exact spot they had been searching. I was just about to ask if where where were they found? Right where they like right next to the train tracks on I think um what is the thing called? The, the bridge. Well, not a bridge, it's like a concrete or, yeah. um but like for like water to flow through and they were sitting right there and someone came to work that day across the street and found them and noticed they were just sitting there. Sounds like somebody's trying to show off. Yeah. That, I mean, and they still have them. That's a year and a half later. It's like they had to have gotten something off those shoes. Kai's sister-in-law, Portia, reached out to the FBI to see if they could assist with Kai's case. Unfortunately, the FBI states they cannot get involved unless county or state PD contact them for assistance or if there is evidence of a hate crime or a serial killer. HCSO has stated that they have all the same resources as the FBI and do not need their assistance. She still has not been found a year and a half later. I would say they need their assistance. They need to do something. Yeah. 
On the one-month mark of Kaya's disappearance, home security came out to the scene and conducted a search. Nothing was discovered from the search, as well as the numerous other searches Kaya's family, friends, and supporters have conducted over the almost last two years. Several different agencies have reached out, such as Texas Aqua Search, the John Walsh Show. However, HCSO has not uh, cooperated and assisted them in any way. Private investigators have been hired and some have provided services pro bono and all avenues lead back to Jason as something just doesn't sit right. It hasn't sat right since day one, that's for sure. They were together every single day talking nonstop on the phone, but everything goes silent after Thursday. Nothing, no calls, no texts, no nothing from Jason to Kaya. If they talked every single day, why would that yeah. just come to a complete stop? They were together every day and talking on the phone nonstop, but everything goes silent after Thursday. Nothing. No calls, no texts, no nothing from Jason to Kaya. One of Kaya's older sisters, Katrina Overstreet, conducted a protest outside of HCSO along with other missing person family members of Veronica Reyes who went missing a few weeks prior to Kaya just a few miles away. Both families feel their daughters have not gained the attention and help they deserve unlike other missing person cases that have captured the attention of national news. Those women who have been found however Kaya's family is still waiting for her to be found as those women have been found. However, Kaya's family is still waiting for her to be found as well as what ha happened to her almost two years later. Kaya's case from day one has been assigned to a homicide detective. Not missing persons. Homicide. Why is that? So they just they just know like, yeah, don't think she's a, she's there anymore. She's gone. We're just going to have to try to figure out what happened. Yeah. But we're, we'll worry about it. Whenever we find something. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense unless they just assume because it was well past the 48 hours that it would be homicide. Yeah, right? like, oh, random shoes popped up. That just means, you know, yeah. we're done here. Yeah. Unless they found something that would leave them to believe that it was a homicide without a body, without a murder weapon, without a crime scene. Did, you, did they talk to all peoples that could be related to this crime yeah. or this missing event yeah hcso does have a missing persons department however they aren't the ones leading the investigation hcso did a podcast on kaya that gained no fraction or attention we just um Kaya's family just wants answers. If Jason didn't physically do something to harm her, he has to know more than what he's letting on as he did not contact her after Thursday. Kevin's parents have a truck, a boat, an uh, ATV. Did they help cover up and dispose of her body? There is no way her car sits on the side of the road for as long as it did and no one from that circle contacted Kaya's mom to see if she was okay. Also, it's... Literally minutes from where her car was found, and I just doesn't I he live right down the train tracks yeah. from where her vehicle was found? Yeah, yep. Kaya's case is being led by Detective Jose Florio. 
The detective has stated Kaya's case is not like any other current missing case, person cases. Kaya's case is its own unique case. The detective has stated he has never seen any other cases like Kaya's before and that he is committed and invested in Kaya's case and will continue to work it until she is found. So he's never had to deal with it and it's very unique, but he doesn't think it's you would be prudent to reach out to bring in some more some actual experts that have dealt with that type of situation yeah i would want all the help possible i mean to bring you know her home or find out what happened to her kaya's case is still open however it's at a complete standstill almost two years later as no leads or evidence has surfaced over the months and years bogus tips have been called in as well as people trying to scam the money out of scam the family out of money for leads that lead to dead ends we've heard she was being held a slave by a white nationalist group we've heard jason has ties to the aaron brotherhood which i've seen stuff on facebook that says that too um We've heard Jason sold her to repay a drug debt. Could she possibly have overdosed and he freaked out because he was already on probation and didn't call the cops and just disposed of her body? If so, where is she? Did he physically harm her? They just want answers. I'd want to know too. Yeah. Something like, happened to you. I'd be going scorched earth until I found something. Yeah. Just, I mean... Call in an anonymous tip. Why can't you just call and say this is where she is? This is what happened. Like, call if you know us. something, yeah. say, say something. something. Yeah, someone, someone Be in this area human. knows. Yeah, think of her family. Many psychics have reached out to say that they have channeled her and that this and that happened. However, nothing has brought us to her. A $10,000 reward is currently still available for any tips that lead to finding Kaya, although so, so far nothing has led to her. So that is Kaya Taylor's missing person case. She has been missing for almost two years. Um, if you have any information regarding Kaya Taylor, please contact the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office at 813-247-8000 or that you can contact the family directly at their social media accounts. They have a Finding Kaya Facebook page. They have Finding Kaya on Instagram or you can email Finding Kaya and I'll spell Kaya because it's spelled a little differently. C-I-E-H-A at yahoo.com if you would like to um, donate to help in her search you can do so at cash app the number sign finding no that's not the number sign that's the dollar sign sign. (laughs) the dollar sign finding kaya again it's c-i-e-h-a we'll put this information in the show notes and share on our Twitter account, Facebook, and Instagram as well. Now, for this case, we've actually gone out and been to the site. They did a 
vigil for her for one year her one year mm-hmm. and there was a lot of people there showed up to add their support it was six months was she it had six only months? been six months yeah because mm-hmm. it was a year ago in august so it was six months mm-hmm. right but it was right at the site that she her vehicle was found mm-hmm. and you see the train tracks going along open field where we were and then some woods, woods on the other side of the tracks yeah and it just went down either way and i don't know how far they searched and if they made it all the way down to brian's house and from what i understood they never even really talked to him or jason it's kevin's house kevin his friend kevin's house they didn't talk to any of them to say hey what's going on what do you know well, they so. did, but they they interviewed them together. They never separated Kevin, um, Jason, or Kevin's dad. They had mm-hmm. all three of them standing on the road and just asked them questions. Mm-hmm. They never searched their house. They never interrogated or questioned them separately, which you're always supposed to do. You're always supposed to separate them. Yeah. And they just asked them a few questions, and that was it. They were never brought in questioning nothing which is again just very suspicious and i i don't know if it's true or not but i've heard that jason has ties to plant city pd like he's Mm -hmm. either related to someone that works for them and they're the ones that found the car that's just speculation though it is but it's still it's sketchy af (laughs) Just a bit sus. Yeah. Too much uh, sus in this situation. It's really just been handled terribly from the the get-go. Like, if they had, like, ran her plates when they found the car at 7 p.m. and started searching for her then, maybe they would have already found her. But they put it off until it was too late, and then they didn't, like, test for evidence. Cars had driven over... You know, the spot where her car was left because they moved it out of the way. So any evidence would have been gone. It's a very busy road during the day. So we're hoping that this podcast, this talk here will help draw some attention to it. And maybe some people in other states can try to say, hey, guys, what are y'all doing? Or anybody here that's local, Tampa area, Plant City, you know, go out and try to find something. See what we can do to try to help bring her home. Yep. And like I said, I'll put the contact information for uh, the social media accounts, the email, and her cash app information in the show notes so that you can um, reach out and follow the case if you want to. But that is all for that and i hope you enjoyed this and you tune in for the next one we'll see you around bye